Hello everybody. How you doing today? It's Pastor Chip. Back at it again. Hope you're doing okay. Sitting here. Watching the rain. You may hear it dropping in my gutter. My downspout. But um, anyway, so all day. All day. This morning since I got up. Uh, Lord has been putting forgiveness in my path. Um, I guess I'm supposed to talk about forgiveness. I was thinking about it yesterday and this morning. That, you know, I've talked about a lot of other things, but really not about forgiveness. So what is forgiveness? You know, I mean, a lot of people talk about how we're supposed to forgive and you know the thing you see on the TV is somebody kills somebody or whatever, and they all, and the you see the family members sometimes say, "Well, you know, I forgive them. You know, I'm I forgive them. God tells me I'm supposed to forgive, and I forgive them." But have you really forgiven them? I mean, if somebody wipes out your family in a car wreck and they're drunk driving, do you just? mysteriously say you're forgiven and wake up tomorrow and sing kumbaya and move on like nothing ever happened um somebody kills a family member do you just get up and say ah oh, you're forgiven i'm done with it i don't i'm not going to follow what happens in the courts i'm not i'm not keeping up with it Somebody, somebody steals your car or somebody costs you your job or people with malice in your life and you say, I forgive them. Poof, it's all done, gone, gone away. I'm, I'm walking down the road singing Kumbaya and skipping, skipping along. Is that the way it works? I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, we have a survival instinct in us and um so do animals. And let's just say, let's take a dog. I'm sitting here rubbing my my little dog on the head while I'm talking and if I took a stick and I started beating her every day, she wouldn't come around. She'd run and hide from me every time I came at her with a stick. But if she had been in a home that had where she had been beat and then I adopted her, and I treated her with love. She wouldn't automatically come to me. But eventually she would warm up to me. And she would always have that caution in her head of mistrust, especially if you picked up a stick. She'd always wonder if she was going to get beat again. 
And that's a survival instinct in the animal. So what about us? You know, if we're... Just take me, for example. I have a colorful past. Been around. Done a lot of things. Seen a lot of people. And I've done things that I'm not proud of. But I've learned that if I go around people from that past, they may know that I'm a preacher now, but it doesn't change the way they act. They're still going to be ugly and cuss and rant and rave and act a fool because that's the way they are. But what do you do when these people have offended you? Do you forgive them? Do you move on? Do you... You know, that's... You know, the Bible says we're supposed to forgive like the Lord forgives us. And there's a lot, a lot of verses about forgiveness, but there's very, very few, very few about separating ourselves from some of the people that we've forgiven. I think that we, with survival instincts, we need to know how to survive. What's best for our our health. You know, if you're an alcoholic, you don't get a job serving alcohol at the bar. You don't hang out with your friends who drink on Friday and Saturday night. You don't get a job at the ABC store. You change your environment. If you're a drug addict, you get new friends. I got a friend who uh, had some trouble with drugs, and he moved out of state. Moved up north to get away. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32 says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Let all bitterness, wrath, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you. Put away from you. Put away. Separate yourself from it. If it, if those friends 
are a bad influence on you, separate yourself from them. If, you know, if it's a case of disrespect, because by golly, I know some people that are just plain disrespectful. They don't care about your feelings. I got some people, some former friends, they can't speak a sentence without about 25% or 50% of it being profanity. And they don't really care one little bit about your feelings. Matter of fact, these people are so vulgar, they don't even care about being in the presence of ladies when they speak. And I've had to call them down, but... I mean vulgar. It says, put away from you. Put away from you. So, separate yourself from them. You know, it always tickled me that I had friends that would say, you know, I'm a Christian, and I'm, I got saved, and I'm an alcoholic, but I'm going to go hang out with my alcoholic friends and teach them about the Lord, and then the next thing you know, they're drinking again. You didn't put it away. Didn't get it away from you. you Got to separate yourself. You know, you like I said, if you're a drug addict, you better not get a job being a pharmacist. <coughs> uh, chapter 5, verse 6 says, let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. You were once... Oh man, I lost it. The Bible closed on me. Here it is. It says, For you were once darkness but now you are light in the lord walk as children of light if you're saved act like you're saved when you say you're saved are you really saved <clears throat> i watched a tiktok today my friend sent me showed a woman um a little, you know, a little skit that the rapture had happened. She ran to the bedroom and her children's clothes were laying there in the bed where they were sleeping. They had been raptured up to heaven. And she was left behind. And she was crying. But you see, she had been talking the talk, but she didn't believe it. She didn't walk the walk. She talked about Christianity and talked about God, but she didn't believe in God. She lived the Christian life, but she never drank the Kool-Aid of Christianity. I should have said drank the communion of Christianity. There's a lot of people like that. 
And back to that forgiveness thing. We really have to change our environment. We have to change, you know, uh, I could go on and on all day with these analogies, metaphors, but, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Change your environment. Change your situation. Change who you are. Do you hate the people? Well, people have caused grievous bodily injury, death, or whatever to family members. It may take you a long, long time to forgive them. But that's our survival instinct also. If you're walking home or shopping somewhere or whatever and a group of people rob you, everything about that thing is going to be in your head for forever. The... The location, everything that happened, the type of people. And then you're going to be skittish from then on. If you're in any situation similar, a location similar, you see similar type of people come around you, you're just going to get, you're going to get wary. You have to learn, if you, if you can find it in yourself to forgive, you have to learn to change your environment. If you walk home every day, down the sidewalk, and a dog runs up to the end of his chain and bites you on the leg, because his chain allows him to go to the edge of the sidewalk and the road so he can block your path. But he runs up there and bites you every day. You going to keep walking that same path, letting that dog bite you? Or when you're coming down the street, you cross over to the other side and walk on by. Keep on going. It's the same thing with us. Change our environment. We don't necessarily hate the dog. We hate the action. Now, there's nothing wrong with putting ourselves back into situations that have caused us grief in the past. If you are a strong Christian and you can you can suppress your old ways and you need to be around people for a certain thing or event or whatever you wanna there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Be a witness. It's time to be a witness. 
but that's for you to decide. It's really hard. I know it's hard for people that have been victims of sexual assault or murder. Um, it's really hard for them to find forgiveness. And I can only imagine because I have a hard time forgiving some people and it ain't do nothing near as bad as some of those crimes. And to be honest with you, if anything ever happened to any of my loved ones, I don't I really don't know what I would do. takes a lot of intestinal fortitude. I mean, can you imagine? I, I mean, no, we can't. We can't even imagine that Jesus hung on the cross and took on all the sin of the world, past, present, and future. The pain he must have endured mentally for the sin of the world. And yet, we only have a few instances in our lifetime that we're trying to forgive people for and Jesus forgave us for everything that mankind has done since creation until the end of the world. My wife used to look at me. I miss her so. She used to look at me and she'd say, you know, I love you, but right now I don't like you very much. I would love to hear that again. But I think that's the way I think that's a good way that we should look at people that have sinned against us or do sin against us. We should we should probably remember that. That we are to love one another as Christians. But but it doesn't mean I like you right now. This is Pastor Chip. I thank you for listening and tuning in. And 
pray God blesses you and keeps you safe. Thanks again. Goodbye.